This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. For July the 8th, I'm Dustin Huffman. All right, we're talking with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net here on this Friday morning. Matt, what are we looking at heading into the weekend? You know, the market got just absolutely lambasted uh, to start the week. You know, you came in here after a pretty rough day on Friday, and uh, beans were over 80 cents lower there on uh, Tuesday. Of course, we have a three-day weekend, so it's a holiday shortened week. Basically been in recovery mode ever since. Very good day uh, yesterday. You know, you saw November beans up 40. Uh, really nice day. Uh, corn was up double digits, but we were up tw- over 20 at one time. Gave back about half of that. So uh, it's nice to see us come in here Friday morning and see some green on the screen. Uh, I think that that will hold if the current forecast holds true, which current forecast it's getting warmer, and it's definitely dry for most of the Corn Belt. So there's talking about, you know, a pretty good dome of high pressure that's going to be set up, uh, I believe, west Mississippi. But regardless, most of the Corn Belt's going to be heavily impacted. And if that uh, weather pattern holds true at noon, I've got to think that probably hold on to some strength because I think traders realize we took a lot of wind out of the sales of these markets very quickly, and uh, we're kind of recovering a little bit, especially with some uncertainty with weather. Yeah, I know came came back from the weekend and, you know, seeing corn back in that $5 range, while still good compared to a couple of years ago, uh, definitely a shock compared to what we had gotten used to over the last few months. Uh, no question about it. You know, it's, uh, it, it's a bit of a sobering effect whenever, uh, I believe, in 11 sessions we went from uh, seven forty nine down to under $6. Uh, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow for folks, and uh, there's no doubt that uh, you're right. Uh, prices still at the high $5 levels, pushing 6 bucks. those are great prices, but at the same time, you got to remember that uh, uh, our input costs were certainly quite expensive this year, and, you know, we had some, uh, some challenges, uh, but at the same time, uh, once again, I always circle back to, well, you know, what kind of profit margins can you pencil? And uh, whenever we're looking at $6 December corn, even with high input costs this year, we can still uh, make pretty decent money. You know, and obviously the market pays a lot of attention to weather this time of year, but what other outside uh, forces are, are weighing on this market or, or supporting it or, or whichever way it's going? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. First of all, you know, this uh, Brazilian crop is definitely quite large. The Safrina crop did well as far as weather is concerned and much bigger than a year ago. Uh, they're going to be the main game in town when it comes to exports. Exports were pretty shy this morning, nothing to get excited about. Uh, the other thing, of course, is a lot of talk about U.S. corn being heavily relied upon this next winter when the Brazil corn runs out due to the fact that it appears it's going to be really tough to get corn out of Ukraine. So uh, I, I do think that those factors are going to weigh on the market as we move forward. It'll support the idea that the corn export program out of the U.S. is going to be strong. You know, and then the last thing is this going to be overall, we have to understand over the next three to four weeks and then uh, on corn and then the next six weeks, maybe on beans, uh, six to eight weeks on beans, that Mother Nature is going to be calling the shots. And so uh, if the weather is uh, warmer and drier over the next two to three weeks, it's going to provide you a lot of opportunities. If you're a producer that's sitting in a really good moisture situation right now, and you do get a really good run-up, and maybe you haven't gotten to the sales levels you were uh, hoping to get to, this is going to provide you an opportunity. So, you know, I highly encourage producers, get out in your field, you know, look at your thermal imaging, whether you've got climate or whoever you've got, make sure you uh, keep tabs on what kind of production you're going to be looking at. Plug that into your uh, balance sheet and then, uh, you know, decide, hey, where can I make money? What do I want to lock in and how aggressive do I want to be? 
Now switching over to the livestock side of things, you know, cattle, hogs, what are we looking at here right now heading into Friday? You know, yesterday actually we performed okay considering the fact that uh, feed stocks were so strong. You know, you look at these uh, feeders, you look at fats, no question about it that your cash market continues to outpace what you see on the board. See really strong demand, and I think that moving forward, if we indeed raise a pretty decent crop here, Dustin, and I think the verdict's out, but if we raise a normal size crop, 176 or 177 maybe, yeah, I've got to think that if the economy doesn't just completely collapse, I'm still friendly to these cattle. So I've got to think uh, winter time frame, you could be looking at some awfully robust uh, numbers as far as what fats are worth. And what about hogs? What are they looking at today? Yeah, you know, the thing with the hog market, you look at it the way it's set up on the board. Uh, front month, you know, you're you're at $113 as far as July hogs go. August is 109 and then you go on down the line. October's clear down at $94. So you've got a huge inverse in the market. All the all the excitement's up front. I think that $113 is plenty rich. You got to keep really strong exports. Uh, you know, if you're going to continue to see hog prices where they're at, I'm more of a seller than a buyer here at hogs. And especially if, uh, you know, you see these commodities uh, strong over the next couple, three weeks. So I, I don't want to really be buying hogs at this time frame. If I was a producer and I had some terminal, I'd probably be looking to lock in prices. All right, Matt. Well, a lot of uh, good information for folks to be pondering. If they want to get some advice or talk some strategies with agmarket.net, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, you said it, agmarket.net or agmarket.app. Either one of those places are a great place to get a hold of our research, uh, figure out what our contact info is, you know, and then just see the technology that we offer to try to help people figure out some of this stuff that we talked about this morning. All right, Matt. Well, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, bud. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Let's go ahead and take a look at those futures prices. September corn up a dime at 619 even. December up 11 and a quarter at 607 and a half. August beans up five and a quarter at 1490 and a quarter. November up 11 at 1376 and a half. Soy meal up a dollar 30 at 424.80. Soy oil up 36 cents at 61.98. September Chicago wheat up 29 cents at 865 and a half. Minneapolis up 36 and a half at 971 even. Kansas wheat up 23 at 912 and a quarter. Oats up 11 at 477 and a quarter. October live cattle up 22 cents at 140.07. Feeders for August up 45 at 172.92. July lean hogs down 15 cents at 113.10. That's a check of the opening market podcast. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs> <laughs>